Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the 12th episode of the first ever AEC Industry Podstorm. 21 straight days of podcast episodes designed to position you and your team for greater success in 2021 and beyond. Burnout is both a major issue and opportunity in our industry and something that primarily affects principals and managers, two very important people groups responsible for driving much of our organizational success. Given this format, I'm not going to walk through all the specific mechanics of burnout and what that looks like for high achieving professionals but I will drop several links in the show notes to specific blogs and resources that do, and that also provide a number of next steps. What I wanna do in this episode is provide greater context and some different perspectives related to professional burnout. And here are a few key points I'd like to begin with. Number one, although anyone can be affected, when we think of burnout, we should be thinking in terms of our highest achievers, not about our middlers or our low achievers, unless they were once high achievers and then stopped. Number two, when we look to address burnout, we're investing in the long-term health and value of our organization. Because as we spoke about in Podstorm episode six, our value is tied to key talent wanting to stick around. Number three, there's also a quote unquote, canary in the coal mine effect with respect to burnout. And I'll credit this analogy to Dr. Christina Maslach, who's done a lot of work in the field of workplace burnout Yes, there's an individual component to burnout with those affected often having a drive to succeed and to please and to get the job done well above expectations. And we can certainly lose ourselves in that pursuit. I have been there myself, but there's also an organizational component to burnout in that even if we are, or if we have the healthiest canaries possible, if we keep going in or sending others into the coal mine with no improvements or no controls, we're all eventually going to get sick. And when that happens, more people than we think are going to be affected. And key point number four, there are possible business implications to burnout. Over the course of the last year or so, the World Health Organization has redefined and reclassified burnout as an occupational phenomena, not just an individual concern. And there's growing debate about what that might mean in terms of possible medical, workers' compensation, and even workplace employment practices claims moving forward. The bottom line here is that burnout is real, it's affecting our highest achievers, it's being legitimized, and it's being talked about more and more, and has the potential for even greater organizational implications if not addressed. Now, there are many different components to burnout, but for many professionals, burnout starts with a period of prolonged work overload, often in the form of back-to-back-to-back, year-after-year, or even decade-after-decade harvest seasons. And once this overload begins, it triggers a series of stages that eventually lead us to burnout. And once this overload begins, it triggers a series of stages that eventually lead us to burnout and to the burnout disengagement cycle, And from there, for many of us, an eventual pivot. 
And although specific timelines vary for different individuals, it almost always takes a while to get to the burnout stage. And if there, it takes a while to get out. It's not the same as just being overwhelmed or exhausted. And if you or someone on your team is there, there's often a number of other elements at play. And at this point, it's not just about the work. There are other work and non-work related elements that must be addressed. The fact is, however, burnout can be reversed and prevented moving forward. We just need to strategically start unpacking and addressing all of these key elements. I also wanna make the point that COVID is adding a layer or film over all of this. And as a result, some elements of burnout are being masked and some are being magnified. So as leaders, we may need to dig below the surface to find out more about what's really happening in terms of our teams. So to bring this all together, as leaders, if we want high performance over the long-term, we need to build burnout prevention into our strategic planning and our career development protocols. We're dealing with finite people who may have 50 year long careers and people with goals, interests, and passions, as well as skills, talents, assets, gifts, and experiences that evolve over time. Why wouldn't we wanna take this all into account individually and organizationally as we plan our success? In so many ways, it just doesn't make sense for us to allow anyone in our organization to burn out, especially our highest potentials and achievers. My goal in sharing this is to bring greater awareness and actual solutions to the table so that burnout can be addressed and prevented and so that we can position ourselves and our organizations to do more great things over the long haul, not just over the next year or two. So in looking to close out this episode, in order to help ensure our success, we as leaders and leadership teams must ask ourselves, where are we in terms of burnout? Where are our teams? And what are our opportunities to improve? Tactically, we can certainly look to enhance our work and workflow systems, have better training and development, and have better recruiting and retention in order to build capacity and efficiency and to help deal with the prolonged work overload. All of which, by the way, we'll be digging into more in upcoming episodes. But even if and when we are successful with these, we can still have burnout and burnout-related disengagement if we don't strategically address all the common frustrations related to workplace culture and our talent's desire for better work-life balance and integration, topics we talked about previously here on the Podstorm. The good news is that we can very easily understand burnout, and we can develop a mindset and a systems approach to address and prevent it if we choose to. And the benefits to choosing to do so can last for decades and even entire careers. All right, that's it for today. I love hearing your comments about the Podstorm, so please keep them coming. And again, let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to be sure to cover. And also check out the show notes for all those resource links I mentioned. I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. And in the meantime, please take care and stay safe. For joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.